I believe that the part does go on. Five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier source for everything that you need to know about your Vancouver Titans. This is Chris at Lightforce, the sweet, sultry voice you get each and every week, save for next week, which we'll get into in this podcast episode. Joined virtually by Omni at Omni Strife and Sam at another Sam Chan. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you. How, how's it going? Are you prepared for your uh, long-awaited cruise? Absolutely not. Haven't started. Um, I've been so busy trying to get things ready for the, you know, two of you to take over the podcast for a week, keep the site running, the Twitter account tweeting. Uh, and then of course work has been so busy leading up to this, uh, being that I'm off for about a week and a half, but I am genuinely excited to be on a cruise ship in the middle of, I don't know what the Pacific, not really the middle going up to Alaska, but there's no, true internet on this boat so i'm actually not be even able to watch the vancouver titans play this weekend <clears throat> Ooh, the canada cup i know right it's like winner gets all you can eat poutine <laughs> from two places not known for their poutine <laughs> as i'm sure uh our out of canada uh listeners know it's it's fries gravy and cheese guys well, not good cheese, <laughs> cheese curds Let's, let's get that straight. And the cheese curds can't be completely melted. They still have to have a little bit of, you know, chewy to them. I'm not going to lie. I've, I've made my own poutine with a uh, cheese string before. Dear Lord. Oh my. Try that like, one at home guys. Yeah. Well, we'll have to cut that out in post-production post-prod. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> There's this uh, Canadian bar in London that serves poutine. And so I was there with uh, some friends. My sister was in, in town. She decides, yeah, I'm going to order the poutine. Yeah, that's not poutine. Not at all. I made the mistake of ordering the Canadian burger thinking I was getting bacon. And I forgot that in the UK, what they consider bacon is not what we consider bacon. True. They have, is that the US version of bacon? Well, the U.S. version of bacon is what we consider bacon. What the U.S. considers mm. Canadian bacon is what the U.K. considers bacon. Okay, I got you now. It's so basically ham, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like... You, know, you should have just gone for the poutine. <laughs> <laughs> just, get, just get an Nanaimo bar. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if they would have a Nanaimo bar there and if they'd actually be able to get that right. Oh, I doubt it, doubt it. Holy, like there's so many. <laughs> uh, speaking of Canadian food, however, I don't think our listeners came here to uh, consume on the goodness that is poutine, the Nimo bars, and Canadian bacon. Beaver like tails Canadian, too. Yeah, which beaver tails? <laughs> are, are we, should we just you know throw the notes aside and just talk about Canadian food? Oh, we should have prepared. Can, can you guys all tell there wasn't a match this week? <laughs> no kidding um what we're gonna do though is talk a little bit about the fact the titans do have some matches upcoming they didn't play this past weekend because it's dallas homestand but we're going to talk a little bit about the homestand itself before however uh, we get into a regular episode i want to do something a little bit different you see last week we got an email uh, sent to us through feedback at readysetpone.com which we had said hey if you ever want to reach out to us uh you know it's one of the easiest ways to do so is through email 
Well, I want to read this email that we received because it really resonated uh, with me, but also, you know, reinforced why a podcast. So uh, let me read here. Dear Ready, Set, Poem. My name is Suman Lee. I am a 22 years old and I come from South Korea. I have been a fan of Runaway since Apex season one, and I am still their fan. When old Runaway went to Vancouver Titans, I was very sad because I could no longer see the original group play in Contenders Korea, but I was also very happy because I know the dream of the players is to play in the Overwatch League. Recently, I came to America to visit relatives and friends. I have been sad because the Titans uh, and its SNS, so I'm going to assume seasons or social networking service, social networking service. Okay, thank you does not provide active content unless Titans play game that day. My friend runaway and Titans fan showed me your Twitter and introduced me to your podcast. Before I knew it, I listened to all 21 episodes. Your podcast made me happy to listen to Chris Omni and Sam plus one episode with Taylor guest talk and debate about Vancouver Titans and other teams. I love listening to when Sam got heated about the San Francisco shock and other Canada team. Omni has wise words and entertaining voice that makes me feel happy every time. And Chris has awesome voice. That's right. Awesome voice and plays with two minions every time he records an episode. I also must admit, I do like you guys being my minions. Although there are times I do not understand the conversation 100%. I still enjoy listening to the podcast because Chris Omni and Sam make funny and enjoyable Titans content and discuss gameplay maps that I can listen to. Also, it is a plus because it helps me improve my English. Yay. I got the courage to send this message after listening to the end of your recent podcast episode. I'm sorry if my message is hard to read. I tried using three translator apps and my best judgment, but I'm unsure if I was able to properly convey my honest feelings. I look forward to every Wednesday. Thank you for the wonderful contents, and I will keep looking forward to more updates. Your fan, Suman Lee. P.S. Chris, please say this. I super duper love basketball. <laughs> now, assumingly you're the real MVP, man. That's like, true. And that's, that is so true. The reason I wanted to, to read this soon uh, is that the, the email that you sent, I, mean, I shared it immediately with, with Sam and Omni. And I think the three of us, the moment we saw is like, just like, wow, like we were floored. Yeah. Like, I'm not often caught speechless. And yet here I'm reading this. And the fact that one, you, you enjoy content because we're providing it to, but two, that you're using our podcast to help improve your English language skills. That's phenomenal. And I do want to point out the, you were worried that wouldn't be easy to understand. I think you did a stand up job, uh, using whatever apps and translating and writing it. I understood every single word again. Thank you so much for, for sending that email. Um, I know in previous episodes, I've sort of, you know, alluded to the fact that we, the three of us don't get paid to do this. We do this because we love the Overwatch League. We love the Vancouver Titans. We love the fact that Sam uh, goes and gets heated from time to time. We love the fact that Omni has voiceover skills. I just love the sound of my own voice. Yeah, like it's it's incredible. It takes me back to the reason why I'm here in the first place, because uh, when the Titans had their reveal, uh, I did that stream on Twitch and I had almost 1,200 people, mostly from Korea, and the amount of sheer love and appreciation that I've received from uh, a lot of them that 
and and they were so nice to to state like oh our english is not that good uh but we appreciate it and like well my my english is not that great either but here i am i'm trying to like do this and and that makes it all count that makes it all worth it for us really yeah i think i think as i was reading it i always feel a little bit of shame because because i noticed in his it's quite a few people that people who love or want to learn english especially from korea they they Actually, they always come back to one sitcom. It's always friends. And I've seen this, like, you know, a lot of, you know, Korean celebrities interviewed, they learn through, like, listening to different English content. And it's just, it floored me. It's like, you know, Suman Lee is listening to us. And if we screw up our English, <laughs> well, that's it from there. But but back to the the shame part, the thing is, like, you know, we listen to all of Bumper's interviews. We, we, we listen to, you know, a significant amount of Korean content. But our Korean has not gotten any better. <laughs> and it's just it's just so ironic that ima- you have to imagine the reverse right like imagine we were writing to say the titans team but in korean like how much trouble would we have right so so shout outs to you so is Sumin Lee? i can't even pronounce the name right dude i'm sorry yeah Sumin Lee. moving the payload join me so the titans did not play this past weekend it was the dallas homestand uh, but they did share a few videos uh, through social. In fact, one of them came out today. So we are recording on you know Tuesday night. This will come live on Wednesday. Um, prior to the video today, um, the content itself has been okay. Would you say like it? We've talked a little bit about in Discord, and I, you know, I love that there is content, but I want more of it, and I want it to be have more meat on the bone. Is that fair to say? Like, and I know that might be hard to describe. It's just that, you know, we saw, we see a little different of everything. It's like, it's a, it's a buffet lineup where the, the food isn't all that great, but at least because we're hungry, we've got something to, to pick from. <laughs> I'd say it's the Dallas feel of content. <laughs> sometimes it's great. Sometimes it leaves you just wanting a little bit more. Yeah. Well, I guess we can be grateful for something coming out. Again, we didn't receive anything for so long, but looking out a little bit at the other teams and the type of content and then the sheer length and effort that they put in it, uh, in it we, we can definitely see that there is still a lot of space to improve. There is. And I, you know, it's funny you mentioned the Dallas fuel because um, I was, think uh Rallet shared uh, or archer and for those who follow on discord uh, i think he shared a video of the dallas fuel and the preparation that they took prior to their their titans match and i thought that video was really well put together it was really well done it provided you insight into the team and what it is that they do and their thoughts and uh and i wish that we saw some of that from the titans now in fairness the titans are a new team dallas has had a year to warm up, but you know, if you know anyone from the Titans is listening, you know, that's sort of what we're looking for. It's, it's the stuff that we don't normally get to see the video that was released today, the house tour. And I actually want to talk specifically about the house tour in a moment. Uh, I thought was probably one of the better videos so far. The yeah. two that I really enjoyed was the Harsha one that we had and then the house tour, but even then it felt kind of light. It's like you, you, you got a, a taster with 
really no ability to purchase more. And that's, what's missing. We, we talked about it, you know, in a few previous episodes, how the, the owl produced video, whether it's bad boys or, um, the one in the car when they went, you know, glow in the dark mini golf, that was really well done. Cause it gave us some personality and sense of, of, you know, bumper and, and that as, as people. And that's, I think what I would love to see more, just the guys, just being guys, as opposed to, you know, the, the stuff where they're sort of being, it's not that they're being coached. It just seems like a very awkward Q and a. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's interesting to, for us as fans to see uh, what do they do in their spare time, how they interact with each other. Who's the funny guy who's, you know, who's, who's the troublemaker. That's, that's the kind of stuff that fans like, cause you know, we know they're great overwatch players, but yet to see all that when they're up there on the stage and when Danny is interviewing them at the end, but we want more always, uh, you know, it, it's going to traditional sports. You want to know about the characters that the real people behind, behind the fact that they play amazing uh, overwatch. Right. Yeah. And I kind of thought like the Titan tales would, would go in a little bit of a different direction, honestly, with, when like Harsha's video came out, it was like, great. Like we're going to start with Harsha. We're going to move our way through the team. We're going to get to know, um, the players, the team, the cast, even the chef. Like, I, I actually think, you know, it's a missed opportunity when you don't talk about, like, what they eat and stuff. Like, there's just so much regular, everyday stuff that that isn't hard to, to manufacture, honestly speaking. It's like, okay, I don't know, slime eats eight meals a day. That's, that's a video, right? Like, <laughs> it doesn't need to be, like, we're going to go and ask, you know, each each person's favorite anime character or something like that it has like we have to build up to that hey i like that one come on (laughs) of course you did (laughs) (laughs) but but i mean like for for the the casual fan right like we don't know all the players yet we don't know like you like one of you guys mentioned who's the funny one who's the smart one um who gets made fun of the most all who's the one who's always asleep um, I'd love to see a video of like all the faces of Pajan and all of them look like he's just asleep. Um, <laughs> that that's, that's like really, really interesting. And all that, like, honestly, all that content is stitched together. It's just, you could, you could use the existing YouTube files and make, I think even more interesting content without having to film an extra second. Mm-hmm. Was that an intended pun there? With that st- <laughs> stitched together? Every pun is intended. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Like even when they ask them the questions, the more uh, I don't know, manufactured kind of videos, the interviews. When they go off script, that's when the fun stuff happens. When they go on a tire, like oh, when exactly. Haxel was upset that Jeff uh, uh, nerfed Doomfist, is like oh, you can't say that, and then he's like, but it's true. So those yeah. are the gems that we're looking for, and that that's the gold. Like you're right, the, it's the off script, the the ad lib where we start to see their personality more like the, yeah. yeah, the, what's your favorite anime character. That's great. After we already get to know who's actually talking and who they are and, and what they're about, like what, what little do we know so far? We think slime likes food. We have a good idea that, um, some insu likes to work out. Yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. That's what I was, I was trying to think. 
Um, but the, that's it, right? Like we don't know much more. Um, the only other thing that we, I guess we got out of the, the house tour, so they got an elevator, they have like two different floors to sleep on is that somehow bumper got the master floor. <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. He has like the entire, from what I gathered, he has the entire third floor that only contains, uh, the ma- master be- bedroom. Yeah. And the rest of them just sleep in another floor. They it's have to be, it. they have to be trolling. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, yeah, you you know what? I hadn't actually thought about it that way, but if, if they're not like, how did that work <laughs> out? Like, it, you know, you hear stories in traditional sports where, you know, player contracts, uh, include riders as to what rooms they stay in while on the road and things like that. I can't imagine you would see that for the uh, OWL. You remember that sign from the stands bumper does what bumper wants. That is true. But I also kind of feel like Bumper is exactly the kind of guy that would want to be like the fourth guy in your three bedroom like room just because he wants to to bug you guys. He seems <laughs> like kind of person. Yeah. You see, we're already starting to like invent narratives because we we lack them. <laughs> <laughs> like my fa- okay, spoiler alert. My favorite part of the whole tour was was a hidden twilight. Um, I'm not going to tell you where in the video. You guys got to go watch it. But there was a hidden twilight in the in the video, and yeah. he just made this appearance like that was hands down my favorite part i thought it was twitch at first because twilight is kind of a big guy but apparently it was twilight (laughs) um that pool water was it green yeah what was up with that the whole time they're like oh we haven't swam the pool before i'm like i wouldn't swim that pool come on come on no but and it's not like uh every city in the world has water like vancouver so that is true i forgot ellie did go through a job my apologies (laughs) Just throw a little chlorine in that water. Like I, again, I, I don't know. It could have been, you know, a, a lighting effect or, or something like that. But when they went out and you're right, they're like, oh, we don't use the pool much. It's like, no, I'm kidding. I don't know if I'd get in that pool. Um, where's the water for the, the hot tub coming from? Maybe it's I think just, slime leaked on it. It's just the official uh, Titans green. <laughs> I got it. It's all about branding. Hey, you mm-hmm, know what it could be. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, enough of the videos and the house tour that we saw. We have Titans matches this weekend. The first one being on Friday evening versus the Toronto Defiant, Sam's favorite team in the Battle of Canada, which the Defiant are amping up exponentially on social media. Like they're they're going whole hog. Is that because that's the only fight the Toronto Defiant can win is the one on Twitter? You just took the words out of my mouth there. I mean, there might be some fight. Because we see, we're still dealing with with sports here, with uh, esports, and we know sometimes how rivalries will spark that flame in you. Kind of like what we saw in uh, Dallas versus uh, Houston, where one team that maybe is not on par with the other, just due to the occasion, they will rise up and they will fight their heart out. But yeah, just like you said, it doesn't feel like a contest at this point. It does feel very manufactured. Although I do have to give credit to the Toronto Defiance. They have done a lot better with the timing of the matches this stage by, well, just losing them. <laughs> oh, that's rough. But it's true, though. It is true. They haven't been going to map five in a match. On very a rough patch. Nature. So, look, you've made Sam happy, and that's quite hard. Thanks, um, guys. <laughs> as far as the match goes, uh, we're going to see Oasis lead off, Temple of Anubis, King's Row, and Junkertown. Um, this is a 4 0. 
I think it's a Hurek town uh, will be repeated there. Hmm. For all. Mm, yes. Okay. I'll say it is. I will be super duper disappointed if it's not a 4 0. Okay. How about I, if it's a 3 1 because Hureg Town is no, crazy town? No. Unacceptable. I will take that like a loss. I will feel like we lost to the Shock in Stage 1 finals. That's how I will feel. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I've been trying to manufacture this rivalry for like a good, good stage. So, so if we don't clean up here. Plus, there's there's also the race for for the the top seed in in stage two, so so it does right. mean something. Well, okay. Right? In fairness, do you see the Vancouver Titans getting top seed in stage two? It's top mm. couple seeds. Yeah, like I mean, look, let's look at the standings just briefly. And the Gladiators are currently top six and zero, but they're plus twelve. So the Titans have a better map differential, having played one less match. The problem is the San Francisco Shock also having played one less match, have a plus 20. I, I think conceivably the only way the Titans take top seed is that the San Francisco Shock lose. Yeah. And that's yep. Map differential, unfortunately, is, is a little bit out of hand because of how the Titans take map four. Yeah, I'm less concerned with uh, taking, you know, either first or second. I just don't want, I just want to, you know, an undefeated stage. That's, that's what you'll remember most after the stage is done. Um, I couldn't, I'm not that concerned with, uh, conceding, uh, the first seed to San Francisco because of map differential. We'll concede nothing. (laughs) But yeah, they're playing great. I can't like take that away from them. It's true. But we lost a few maps. What can you do? True enough. Yeah. Titans play Soul Dynasty on Saturday. Another one of Sam's favorite teams. Uh, the five, uh, four maps that we're going to see are Lishan Tower, Temple of Anubis again, Blizzard World, and uh, Hooreg Town. That's what yeah. it's going to be called. We've got Hollywood <laughs> North and Hooreg Town, right? Uh, Soul. Man, I don't know. Soul feels like they've stepped it up a bit. They're they're playing better, and they're almost in that you know second to best tier if you consider. Teams like New York and 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 uh, San Francisco Shock, maybe not New York anymore, but you know. But it feels like we are kind of their kryptonite. Ever since I saw that video of them talking about uh, Vancouver and addressing Vancouver and, and essentially begging them to be gentle, I kind of um, don't see a way where a world where soul themselves believe that they can win or or give a proper competition against the Titans. We kind of uh, emasculated them in the playoffs, and ever since then, they're just, you know, bad body language. Have we even seen Florida since then? Nope, but I don't think it will change anytime (laughs) soon because their uh, new roster is playing pretty well against other teams. But I don't know, maybe they'll throw a curveball or something like that. Yeah, this stage hasn't been kind to to Seoul. Like they they're on, I think, a two game or three game run, and then now they play the Titans again. Um, and this might ultimately end up costing them a playoff spot. Yeah, they have a good map differential right now, plus six, but it's gonna go. Well, and, and that three two yeah. record is tough because that that three two record, if it becomes three three, become is, is ultimately an insurmountable gap. Like you're looking at, you know this glutton of teams that could easily jump you because you happen to lose to the Titans 
you can't get around. Um, the only wild card in my mind is the fact that if soul knows that this is a essentially make the stage playoff type match, do they pull things together and do the unimaginable? See the unimaginable for me, if everything plays out well for soul and badly for us, that's where I see them losing to us three, two or something like that. I still can't fathom like how we lose this game. So it'll be, it'll be a four Oh for me as well for this game. I'm leaning towards four Oh, but on the unfathomable part, that's what we said about, well, not we, but in general, about New York last stage, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, in any given time, it's it's possible, but yeah, we've we've played Soul. It feels like so many times already. It's it's a little bit weird, just the way how the scheduling worked and and how how we met them in the playoffs. That it doesn't like nothing. Nothing's new anymore. So unless something changes drastically, I'm going four zero. Yeah, they they feel like one of those teams that are less reluctant to switch it up drastically. So. Which is uh, weird because they see themselves having two, you know, starting war rosters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, they're good. The only maps I can see us doing poorly, and again, poorly does not exactly mean that we're going to lose those. It's non-payload maps. And from uh, that, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what's going on with Fleta, uh, Jesse, Fisher? Are they going to be benched forever or not i don't know is fisher gonna get traded again <laughs> yeah he's making his rounds could be could be i think there's still value in him well i'm gonna say three one okay I hate to say it but i'm gonna say three one for the titans that's fair and when i said that I hate to say it i wonder how many people are like oh my god did he just predict the titans are gonna lose no there's just one map i don't think <laughs> being- we've gotten to that point of the season right yeah totally um watch party to uh watch the titans take on the defiant on friday is going to be at the sports bar Uh, doors open at six to let you watch the game previous and tickets are 10 bucks get you access to a poster and some prizes you guys going um i think so yeah yeah i think i'll be there too i'll get you a poster sweet i still have yours like here um just hang out <laughs> i have it's, no it's not, wall space dude <laughs> well the other problem is getting it to you it's not the most conducive uh you know dimension for I do, I do live in eastern canada so that's true i don't you know it's long distance for me to make a phone call it's true <laughs> i won't be there i'm gonna be on that cruise ship and i won't be watching because their internet on the ship uh is like satellite dial-up speed that you pay per minute for and and, and get this the ship I'm on is getting an internet upgrade in two weeks. Oh, that's rough. Like, not that again, it would be phenomenal speeds, but a whole lot better than the stuff they have right now. So I'm actually kind of disappointed. Only light force would com- complain about the speed of internet on a cruise. The whole point of a cruise is to get away from like everyday life. <laughs> yeah. Next you're going to tell him uh, to ditch plumbing ele- and electricity, right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> That's why people go camping, right? Okay, I'm not, I don't go camping for a reason. But I, all I want the internet for is to watch the Titans. Uh, all I want to do. See if they'll put it on uh, ESPN or ABC, or maybe it'll be on something like that. On like Disney XD. Oh, true. Yeah. It, it could be trying like on 
those channels no that's probably u.s coverage anyways yeah in the middle of the warriors game just be like hey hey hey, can you put it on like espn like four or whatever (laughs) the ocho espn (laughs) eight um we're gonna take a quick break before we jump straight into the fray So let's talk about the week that was, and the week that was, was the Dallas homestand. You got it. It was the first set of home games. Really, it was only one for Dallas. But uh, it was an event so powerful that it knocked out the power. (laughs) It was weird. For a moment, I thought it was like an issue with, uh, you know, the Twitch stream. Like, I think it happened the week before in one of the maps that I think uh, was it Philadelphia fusion that played. Uh, I think there was a game of Philly against outlaws that the stream just went down. It went black and it was awful, but it worked on MLG. So I thought that was the issue. And then they came out with a tweet that it's just a wide area uh, problem that happened in Dallas. And yeah, I guess what, what can you do about this? Nothing really. No, not at all. Like it was, so it was the London Spitfire Paris Eternal match. The London Spitfire had just gone up one nil and then the power went out. And at first, you know, people presumed it was going to be something to do with the Overwatch League. You know, oh my goodness, they ran the risk of going out of their nest yeah. and rather going forward. But yeah, it was a greater, a greater area outage that they had to resolve before they went back online. Maybe, um, te- yeah, I'm just saying maybe Texas is not prepared to be powered by Omen. so um completely off the rails here texas is actually on its own power grid compared to the rest of the united states so u.s has i think three distinct power grids one that powers the west one that powers the east and one that powers the state of texas this is why i listen to this pod you know for the for the knowledge (laughs) right uh, yeah trivia information and uh Stuff right. totally not related to the Overwatch. <laughs> That's pretty interesting, though. That's actually really interesting. Um, so the London Spitfire did take that first match 4-0 over the Paris Eternal. And before we sort of jump into the event and the rest of the matches, why don't we talk about the uh, rest of Friday scores? So the uh, Hangzhou Spark won 3-1 over the Chengdu Hunters. That was the match that the three of us thought would be interesting to watch. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't. It was the closest match of the day, man. Yeah, because the other two were 4-0. Soul Dynasty up on the Houston Outlaw 4-0 and the Dallas Fuel taking the LA Valiant. It just looked like a messed task 4-0. Um, yeah. I I think it was Fiandor in, in, in our Discord who had said that uh, I wonder if Sunday will be another 4-0 day. Because I mean, mm. the matches on, on Friday were just completely one-sided. Saturday. Saturday, sorry. I'm, I'm, this is the problem about relying on, you know, Omni's spreadsheet here. He never went and fixed it. Here we go. Now it's a podcast. You didn't see anything. <laughs> they don't know that we have Sunday spreadsheets. We do everything from memory. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's it's true. Saturday, Sunday, not Friday, Saturday, Omni. That's true. How, you know what? I'm, I'm cutting your salary. <laughs> oh. Do it by half. 
So it was Saturday, Sunday? It was Saturday, Sunday. Okay, He's typing I'll, away on hopefully. the on the podcast, the notes for the podcast that we're currently <laughs> recording for. Well, by the time we start recording for the pod, hopefully it'll be ready. Yeah, well, old machine we are. Uh, let's talk about Sunday, though. So Sunday Wait, we had the Hunchow Spark. This, this is not the warm-up uh, run that we did? It is not the warm-up. Oh, shoot. We do everything live. Uh, Sunday, Hangzhou Spark, 3-2 over the Paris Eternal. Uh, Chengdu Hunters, 3-1 over the London Spitfire. Seoul Dynasty, 3-2 over the Valiant. And then the Dallas Fuel Outlaws match probably should have been 3-2, but Dallas won 3 uh. one so generally speaking about this event, I can totally see when they just scheduled the league. I can totally see where they're coming from by picking these teams. You have Paris against London, so that's your two EU teams. And then you have Hangzhou versus Chengdu, kind of a battle of two Chinese teams that are uh, should be interesting. Obviously, Houston and Dallas have to be in Texas, and LA Valiant, well, they, they finished second. They're going to be good in Seoul. But, oh, man, um, it felt like after the season had played out, it felt like it lacked in some, you know, top dogs in this uh, two. It felt, it felt meaningless. True. To be honest, uh, and to give props to the crowd in, in Dallas, that was the main event for me. Oh, to, gosh. Cheer, cheer, that, was, that was pretty I'm insane. That's, I, I think we talked about this a little bit. I predicted correctly that the crowd will be out of their minds because I think a lot of the cities... And, well, in Dallas, it's probably, like, one of the high, you know, they have a lot of fans there for, for both Dallas and Houston. The other cities haven't seen games yet, right? In L.A., they've, they've been spoiled by now, all these games all the time. So they're kind of, like, coming in. And it's, like, a daily thing, a weekly thing for them. So the crowd is, like, it gets hyped sometimes in the battle for L.A. or sometimes when when uh, stuff happens during games like the Fran went to Torben. So you, you can hear the crowd, but oh man, it was so different this time when we saw, when we heard the crowd, uh, I should say, uh, during the homestead. I can't wait to see what Atlanta teams uh, bring or, or or next year. Holy hell, when we go to, to Paris, imagine imagine the atmosphere. And we saw how that really affected some of the players. I think it was OG that started crying there on stage or mm-hmm. or even Uncle, the, the 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 poker face that he always has on when he uh, received those M- MVP chants, he he was touched by it. It's incredible. I think a lot of the players that got to experience that really realized that it all paid off and they made it. And this is super super incredible. So I'm excited on on you know upcoming home games, and it was pretty 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 great. But the thing to yeah. consider as well for LA is you can only fit a few hundred people in the arena. Right. How and, many places and, they had in Dallas? It was a few thousand. Three thousand? Yeah. Three thousand, yep. Yeah. So, you know, a distinct space advantage in Dallas, but that building was rocking. Uh, even when the power went out, it sounds like everyone was having a good time. Yeah. That's, that's super rare, right? Like, you know, when the power goes out, usually it's pandemonium. But, yeah. but I think you really have to look at the event um in two pieces if we're looking strictly at overwatch matches um yeah it left something to be desired but but i think this was this was a successful event in the sense that it it really did prove like hey there's overwatch fans in in dallas and texas and elsewhere not only that but a lot of people i guess like like me and 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 other people who weren't there tuned in twitch so the viewership was really high i saw it was steadily over that one 39k 140,000 people watching 
despite the fact that we had that outage for a while. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, all the outage served to do is ensure that Twitch chat was spoiling the Avengers Endgame movie. <laughs> oh, I, I actually saw it last night, and so I can now scour the internet without fear. <laughs> see, my problem is, is I had no time to go see it, and I'm obviously not going to be able to see it while on a cruise ship. And then I reached this point where, do I want to go see Captain Marvel first? Because I have yet to see that. And you know what? Do you think I can nah. go for like maybe a few more years before I watch you it? You don't need it. Just watch Endgame and enjoy life. You can catch up on Captain Marvel later. I watched Hulk just last week for the first time. I've never seen Hulk. That's the it's, one so far that like that I've not even decided I'm going to go turn it on and watch. It's it's not worth it. You're fine. Anywho, Dallas Homestand. I think uh, collectively we can say great event. Mm. I think so. Yep, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm happy to see. Like just to talk a little bit about, we we did mark this game as a game to watch for. Uh, Chengdu didn't really play well against Hangzhou, but then they kind of brought the upset on London Spitfire, which was pretty interesting to me. But other than that, not much to say. Houston versus Dallas was pretty hyped, and that was the crowd. The crowd, I mean, the crowd mm-hmm. were were into it back and forth the whole time. Yeah. But but every time like DPS was played, uh, the crowd totally went for Chengdu during that match against the London Spitfire. It felt really uh, really lopsided in terms of how you know the local Dallas populace embraced that team. And I believe the word they were saying was "boo." Oh no! Ha. Yeah, <laughs> the crowd does not like the goats. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about uh, the up coming week so first and foremost we're down to three matches on thursday and friday although having thursday and friday matches will be nice because with the dallas homestand we did not have that and then saturday sunday both have four so let's talk about thursday first we got the yeah, Dallas yeah. versus the florida ma'am the philadelphia fusion versus the san francisco shock and a guangzhou charge versus the houston outlaws uh the three of us are thinking the fusion shocks the match to watch and the only reason i chose that is this the one that the shocks stumble on Mm, hopefully i don't see it uh yeah i don't see it Philly. i don't see it i don't see it either but you know weirder things have happened i guess it's not possible it's not impossible but highly unlikely in my opinion friday boston uprising la gladiators the toronto defiant and the vancouver titans and the shanghai dragons and the washington justice now aside from the fact we're all going to be watching the titans defiant match uh the only other one that's probably worth some salt is the gladiators uprising match. And this is one where I actually wonder if Boston can beat the glad. I mean, I just, I don't think they match up too well, but then they did plan and play well against the Titans. So could this be the one that knocks the gladiators off their stage two throne? Hmm. I don't see it. I'm done predicting things with uprising. <laughs> yeah, I, I I see them focusing down fusions with if Roar gets the proper support. Uh, if it's goats versus goats, Boston doesn't stand a chance. I think if they start playing weird comps, maybe they have a chance. I'm I'm actually I was pleasantly surprised with how well uh, Blase and Color Hex were playing on on uh, DPS comps. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's their way to upset that match but 
I see the Glads as the heavy favorites here as well. But Boston's still fighting for for a playoff spot, if I remember correctly, right? Uh, they're going to eternally fight for those. They'll be <laughs> that eternal, like middle of the pack, upwards team for sure. Yeah. Well, they're they're, they're in a tough spot though. I mean, for stage two, they're currently a record of a two and three. So even if they were to win the remaining, you know, two, it's four and three. Yeah, you know, the gladiators are creeping up. They're also undefeated. On the Saturday, we've got the Wait, no no uh, predictions for Dragons versus Justice. Oh, okay, there was a reason <laughs> I went straight to Saturday. I just <laughs> match Friday. Uh, on Saturday, we've got the London Spitfire versus the Houston Outlaws, the Atlanta Reign versus the New York Excelsior, the Soul Dynasty versus the Vancouver Titans, and the Chengdu Hunters versus the LA Valiant. The match that we want to watch is the Atlanta Reign and the New York Excelsior, probably because can they do it again? Oh, that's that will be so bad for New York. I because they they can't possibly go with the same strat again. Because Atlanta, oh, I don't know. They should be so mad for losing that game. Atlanta just playing rhythm like a book. But but look at like what did Atlanta do? All they did is they went after Mano. That was it. It's like down Mano. The rest were fall would fall. I, I can't remember who it was that was talking about it in the official Discord. Titans Discord, and they were talking about how the New York Excelsior play that uh, more conservative style. Mano is, you know, you know, it's kind of like the goaltender, and it's on the back yeah. line keeping them safe. And you know, whereas the Titans, they're just so aggressive. And as we've seen, the Titans can win fights losing Bumper. New York loses ton more fights when they lose Mano. Well, I don't see New York changing their strategy. Maybe they'll try to protect Mano, but if you're having to then go and protect your main tank who's not aggressive, that's yes. not a recipe for success. So yeah. I, I wonder if Atlanta doesn't bring it. Like, really, what's Atlanta got to lose at this point? That's where I think we might see a shift. I actually wonder if New York will change their strategy quite a bit to ensure that the rain can't take advantage of their patience. I think they have to because despite the sheer amount of talent they have there, the, the players are world-class players in every position. They cannot proceed with that type of approach like that, you know, surgical approach. They're undefeatable, the best team in the world, like every analyst would say, because uh, I think teams, and it's probably pretty apparent from the uh, analysts' opinion as, as well, I think teams are more afraid from the idea that is the New York Excelsior than what they actually put up there during a match. And once you ignore the fact that it's the NYXL and you actually start to push as a, if it was like any other team, unless like Jonak is popping off or something like that, I think you can beat them. And I think Atlanta, uh, who made them bleed and, and defeated them, don't have that fear anymore. So New York has to like switch it up a bit. Maybe we'll see Pine. I don't know. I'm just being <laughs> hopeful here. Probably not. That's an idea for you. Instead of protecting Mano, you could bench Mano. Oh. Can't kill him if he's not there. Oh, imagine they sign Fisher and, and tell nobody <laughs> and he's up there <laughs> with the team. That's what Fisher needs, though, is, is a full Korean squad. I heard that's going to help yeah, this game a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And moving on to Sunday, we've got the Toronto Defiant versus the Paris Eternal, the Washington Justice versus the Boston Uprising, the Shanghai Dragons versus the San Francisco Shock, and the Seoul Dynasty versus the Hangzhou Spark, which is the match that all three of us selected as the match of the day. 
Um, why did I do that? Well, first and foremost, define eternal. That's the battle of two messy teams. Justice uprising. I don't see how the uprising lose to the justice. The San Francisco shock are going to have the Shanghai dragons for brunch. So that just left the dynasty spark match yeah. to choose two teams. that will probably be fighting for playoff seating at that point. Definitely would be interesting. Hey, how about some props for actually nailing the days of the week on, on week five? <laughs> Good work, man. Yeah. Plus two to the dexterity for you. I appreciate it. No problem. I got two thumbs up for you. <laughs> nice. Um, what else is going on in the world of uh, the Overwatch League? Well, there were a few moves over the course of uh, the week since our last podcast. Uh, the Spitfire have signed uh, Quartermain, who happens to play support. Uh, Quartermain previously played with both Bedozen and Birdring, so there is a, a, a connection, some sort of chemistry that might exist there. Uh, he's also formerly of the Samsung Morning Stars Black before that uh, that team, uh, I think, disbanded last year. And then late today, the uh, LA Valiant departed with their assistant coach, Dong Su. So an interesting development. Although with the way the Valiant have been uh, going, they're continuing to make changes, I think, is a means to try to figure things out. Unfortunately for them, they don't seem to be figuring things out. Well. At least uh, they're not no longer the worst team in the league. Is that considered an improvement or improvement by by default? We're not the worst. We're yeah. not the worst. <laughs> we never thought they were the worst. <laughs> I mean, record wise, at least. Yeah, sure. It's a uh, rough going for them, definitely. Uh, I mean, yeah, they they got rid of uh, an assistant coach who I'm sure uh, that all that most uh, Overwatch League <laughs> fans haven't heard about. So we'll see. We'll see if they bring in somebody else instead of him or, I don't know, roster is still leaving some things to be desired. Let's hope for them that things kind of turn up better for them. Mm-hmm. The other <clears throat> Overwatch-related news is details of the Overwatch World Cup have been released. Now they're making some changes. Uh, fans now get to vote for the national GMs as opposed to blizzard picking them. So I will be interested to see if that actually results in any significant changes. Uh, is it presumptive that uh, Jane is still going to be running team Canada? Oh, I thought you were going to throw your name into the hat. Oh, heck no. Man. You don't need light force running team Canada. It's fan vote, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lock. He's by far the most well-known like Canadian uh, coaching entity, should we call him? Can we vote in XQC? Well, so I was going <laughs> to actually ask, is it presumptive that XQC is also going to be main tank? T-Mobile MVP. Like, I think he, he'll, come, he'll come to play. If he wants to, I'm sure they'll let him play. He's a good player, like despite his, you know... How big of a how big of a streamer he is right now? He's still uh, grinding the Overwatch letter. He knows he knows his stuff. Well, and I, he's a, a good teammate too. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not liking his his gameplay. It's just you know, you got to consider he hasn't been playing. Well, he's been playing a different type of competitive. He hasn't been playing competitively, is what I was going to say. But then someone said, "Well, no, he is. Well, no, different." But, but that was always the case with him, and he always stepped it up, and he didn't feel like lost out there. He never had like a really significant time 
uh, in competitive until he actually went up on stage. And surprisingly, he played decently. Yeah, so. and he, he barely played when he, even when he was with the Dallas. <laughs> so. And the World Cup, still, it's yeah. an exhibition, more of an exhibition. It's a celebration. And I'm sure uh, all parties involved uh, would want to bring in that you know viewership that he will bring with his fan base. Why not? Fair enough. The uh, other thing about the Overwatch uh, World Cup is the progression system uh, has also been adjusted. So uh, all teams get thrown into a pot. Uh, there is then preliminaries, the top five ranked teams. They're going to receive buys. Uh, and then there's hmm. an open and single elimination bracket for the rest. That then moves the uh, top three teams uh, into, uh, sorry, sorry, that seeds plus the open uh result going to group stage top three teams then advance out of each group and that then goes into playoffs which i believe is a double elimination although that part I, i'll be very honest i'm not entirely sure but the format is been adjusted to really focus more on uh, quick gameplay over the course of blizzcon and then as far as uh, the actual uh, seeding goes uh Points are going to be accrued over the course of previous years, 100% for 2018, 50% for 2017, 25% for 2016. Uh, I'm going to believe Canada gets seeded considering they've actually uh, got a result in the last two. Yeah. So go Canada. So if we are to, let's address Canada for a second there, and then we'll go to South Korea as well, as this is still both a Vancouver and a Titans podcast. So Canada, do, do you think they're going to, the Canadian team, you think they're going to have the same team? Exactly. I think they will not. I, I would. See a I, lot of changes. Yeah. I don't think there'll be drastic changes. It'll be interesting to see how Canada does. Like you know, they probably overperformed last year. And that's not to say, suggest that they weren't yeah. good. They were, it's just, they, they really pulled things together. I think they're probably going to be a little harder pressed this year. Yeah. And I don't think they'll be China again. Uh, this. Well, it's this presuming they, they face them. Yeah. They, they beat France, but then they lost to China, right? That was their, uh, I think, I think that was the right, but yeah. they were in the finals the year before that, right? Hmm. They were like, and, and I think Canada, you know, for all, for all intents has performed very, very well. When you consider that their players don't all play together you know you've got the top canadian players scattered in like xqc who doesn't play yeah right we'll have no xqc probably uh bonnie and 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 crimzo probably agilities agilities and sure for mm-hmm. yeah need more of that agilities brig <laughs> yeah um South Korea, fine. Let's talk a little bit about that. And for those who may be thinking these are way too early predictions, you're probably right because Rowlett actually put together some way too early predictions about South Korea and the World Cup on uh, the blog. So please check out his article. But as far as the Vancouver Titans making, you know, Team South Korea or Team Korea, depending on your perspective, uh, I'm maybe not as optimistic as uh, as Rowlett happened to be. Rowlett actually pretty much had the final roster include everyone but bumper which i guess i get but i don't necessarily see you know five titans making the starting mm, bench unfortunately not I, i'm i'm confident that if they put the titans in there they'll win the cup 
right? That synergy you, you cannot do anything against, but hmm. obviously that, that won't be the case because they won't don't want to upset the other great Korean talent that they do have there. But I think in terms of what positions we have the most talent compared to like the field, the Korean field, I think that Jano probably has a big chance of even earning a starting spot. Uh, Twilight will definitely be the substitute flex support, and you'll actually see some playtime. I mean, you cannot not have Jonak there, right? So Jonak, by default, gets that flex healing. Uh, regardless if you think he deserves it or not over Twilight, he'll be the starting flex healer. Uh, main healer? Wow. Slime? Who do you got instead? Animal? Yeah, probably Animal. Probably. I'm actually a little bit swinging the other way because I, I don't know if you guys remember about this time, not this time last year, maybe a little bit later. They had like the entire NYXL squad as, as their, their South Korean squad. And, and it seemed the, the management team at the time really valued, you know, the synergy and the idea that, and in other sports, they sometimes do this too. They want to put players who play together on the same line together as right. much as possible. And even players that, you know, if we're evaluating purely on raw skill, they wouldn't have made the team, but it's like, oh, but they play really well together, so we should keep them together. Um, they they do take those things into account. Um, that being said, I mean, we're we're in, what, I guess May now when we're listening yeah. to this, and, and it's, it's in November, so, like, lots right. of things are going to happen. Yeah. And, and, and even then, like, last year, they, they changed the roster up at the end. Right. After the first one lost to Runaway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, player selection happens from June to July. Yeah, who knows if if goats is not a thing anymore? Uh, how maybe Haxel gets a chance? I don't know. Maybe even if we, if goats remains, that's when Haxel should get a chance to get it. I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's, all, there's all sorts of things, right? But I, I think there's there's a couple of things about the World Cup that, that I thought about because I think World Cup was really. Um, and I'm talking about the first year World Cup was really when I got into watching competitive Overwatch a ton because there there was Apex, but Apex felt very much just kind of, you know, it was it didn't feel like a world esport, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know the World Cup was this kind of I could relate to it because you know we watched Olympics, we watched different sports, and it was it was great for me even though it was very you know very much dominated by by South Korea, and it, it's super clear to me now that it's kind of taken a backdrop to Al. Um, so, so in that ways, I think I'm going to miss it a little bit, but at the same time, it's, it's never felt all that competitive. Um, but it is a good chance to like see talent that we otherwise wouldn't have. Like maybe Mickey wouldn't be in owl if, if it wasn't for, for, for world cup and, and a whole bunch of other people, right. Fusions, Um, fusions, uh, the, the, I don't have a list in front of me, but there's a lot, but I think like you said, there's also the gauntlet that will be a pretty big deal. But two things about Korea. I think they're always in it to win it. They'll never not try to win the cup. I think it'll be a great blow to, you know, their national esports pride if they end yeah, up it's like losing. Yeah, it's like Canada loses curling, right? <laughs> yeah, or in the Poutine World Championship. <laughs> okay. It's called the Briar. <laughs> But for the Titans, I think we discussed it uh, regarding when we, we discussed the All-Stars. It's also a blessing and a curse having so much great talent across the board. So nobody like really stands out some, sometimes like every every other every second game we have another MVP. So 
I definitely see a player or two being on that roster from the Titans, but I don't know if there'll be any more than that. Yeah. And another thing about the Titans that was kind of running through mine and it, and it's uh, it sounds cocky and it sounds a little bit ridiculous, but you know, if the Titans kind of keep up the record, they have maybe they lose a match here or two. They run through the league. If it wasn't Titans versus like any other country, like forget about them representing South Korea. What if it was Titans against the field? Would that be too much of a stretch? Would it be competitive? Would would you know the field stomp the Titans? I don't that, think so. That, that's interesting to me because you can play only six players at a time, so you always have a chance. And the Titans will always have the the synergy or right. the chemistry, you know, tick right. box. The closest thing we could have gotten to it was that Titans versus South Korea, but that was an exhibition, so uh, I don't know. Right now, they're the best team in the world. Everybody knows it. We'll see what, what happens until then. Hopefully, they keep it up, right? This is true. Blizzard released a uh, a sudden patch. We got to see Uncle Jeff, and they introduced this concept called the Workshop in the PTR. For those of you who haven't checked it out yet, you can create different gameplay modes uh, using essentially scripting that allows you to create, you know, worlds where you have a permanent tank bastion firing home, homing Torbjorns. <laughs> like I, I, when I first saw that on Reddit, I'm like, that's the type of mode that this game needs or how you can balance Brig, where if you choose her, she dies, choose a different character. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Overwatch has been saved. But uh, have either of you, oh, actually, let me rephrase this. Have you checked this out yet, Omni? I did. I played a bunch of wacky modes. It's it's super fun. It's super fun. It's one of those things that, that is an incredible tool. I'm not sure how Blizzard will be able to really implement it into the meta game or whatever you call it, if it will ever affect Overwatch League. Definitely. All-star game. Yeah, a yeah, lot of potential there. I mean, I played a few rounds of, of, of Gun where every time you, you, you die or every time you kill somebody, you switch a character and whoever gets to get all the way wins. Or there was another free-for-all that was really fun. Basically, every few uh, seconds, I think it was 30 seconds, everybody switches to the same character. It has basically achieved a level of replayability that, that is endless right now. So you can, you know, and, and genius uh, people out there will probably figure out some amazing game modes that might branch out and maybe you know that's how mobile was created for example using such incredible modding tools so i'm all for that i'm not going to be one of those people who uh dives head first into the scripting but i'll definitely uh test some of the uh funky modes that people would create well, well blizzard has a long long history of, of custom custom skill sets custom mods custom games yep. in, i mean i mean the <laughs> dota is the the you know the big dream right like mm-hmm. can can lightning strike twice but i i remember like being being like a 10 year old playing custom starcraft games so not starcraft 2 not even brood OG war just starcraft. straight up og starcraft on the windows 98 yeah um and and i i think it creates a whole new level of fun for for gamers of all ages not necessarily at the competitive level um but but here's another free one for you blizzard just run a contest best custom mod game They'll play it on the All Star Game with pros for you. Got yeah. It. What was that uh, that mode on OG StarCraft? You started with the bunker and then add uh, the cannon game. defense. Yeah. Or no, yeah. Tower defense. Oh, basically. Tower defense. Tower defense. Um, 
it was like an endless mode, but as you progressed, you, your, your characters upgraded to the, you know, event you started off with like soldiers and fire bats and then eventually you got like siege tanks, things like that. If you were Terran, uh, there's, there's so many of them. Yeah, I mean, it, I had so much fun playing, you know, those modes. Anyhow, um, the last thing I wanted to talk about before we look to wrap things up was that there was a lore tweet, which seemed a little out of place. You had uh, Maximilian. So for those of you who not yet jumped into the archives event, please do so as like the last week. Uh, but Maximilian is being interrogated and he refers to events that we already know of about Doomfist, like old events. So there's some thought, this lore tweet that just came out randomly, could it lead or have us maybe transition into another event much sooner than what we would probably see come this summer. And if that's the case, that would be one unheard of. Everyone's sort of already into this routine of the world of overwatch where uh, you go from uh, archives into summer games to uh, Halloween, uh, right. Junkenstein's revenge. So and so forth. Like it's just it's so consistent. Um, any thoughts? Like, could this be an event or could it just be like, oh, we're giving you lore. And by the way, we did it through crazy ways. Well, I think it's time because we have a very strict cycle enforced on us, like enforced in a good way that you get a map, then you get a hero, then you get a map and you get a hero. And I think we're, we're, we're going to get probably that evil Omnic uh, dude <laughs> who spoke with Doomfist, I believe Not at the end me. of that event. Oh, not some, not no, explain. The, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I know the guy. Yeah, the, the, the bulky Omnic. The alien Omnic. Yeah, he kind of looks like story. a Protoss Templar or something like that, but yeah. an Omnic version. So I think that's that's the one we are. Uh, His name's Jim Raynor. Hinted at. <laughs> not Kerrigan? <laughs> Rainer, yeah, Raynor's here. Okay. Oh, man, the nostalgia. Yeah, I, I don't know if there's going to be another event on the way, but I mean, Overwatch has been under fire a little bit on it on its lore like like a lot of the promise when the game was released was like there was this super rich backstory and as they build out the universe and all this stuff it's all gonna be it's all gonna make sense well here we are like three years in almost three years i can't remember um we're we're we're, we still have basically nothing like there's a bunch (laughs) of scrambled eggs that are all on all opposite sides of the world and oh the community is so thirsty in more than one way every like interaction between characters is so heavily analyzed and stuff is data mined i think blizzard uh should eventually do something to address this yeah like just hire a couple of screenwriters and and pull this out like whether like are they planning on like a movie or something like what what's the end game for all this well, we okay. I I actually think the idea of a movie is possible, considering how much money Blizzard put into the Warcraft movie. Did that do well? No, it did not. <laughs> I actually didn't mind it. I I I enjoyed the movie, but I think the problem with the movie was that the hardcore lore followers right. weren't impressed, and then the movie just did not relate to people who did not know the brand. So they 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 they. they they picked the middle of the road when they needed to pick one of those two disparate paths. Now that said, they have in or at least had, I don't know if they still have, they had infrastructure to have their own studio. So is it possible that maybe now they're seeing overwatch as having this opportunity and we've seen some pretty solid animated content come out. Right. Well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't awful. Have you seen that latest Sonic trailer? Oh, that is awful. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> you didn't like Jim Carrey. 
Uh, the last shot was pretty decent, but I couldn't like take that weird design of Sonic out of my mind. It's so weird. Like you see, yeah, I, I don't know. It's a it's a topic within itself. How how do you make a video game movie? I think Overwatch has to be animated. Yeah, definitely. Use use this. You cannot ever change the voice cast either. So oh no, not at all it's a good format i think i think it's possible and we already had tracer up here on the big screen she's uh overwatch is known and a lot of casuals will go and watch it even players who even people who don't play the game why not well as we wrap up our episode we got a review boys that's right we had a review left via the apple itunes store from icon m gave us five out of five stars titled West Coast Flavored Overwatch. Now, as we promised to do, we read those reviews as they are written. So here we go. If you're a fan of Overwatch League, this is the premier podcast for all in-depth analysis of Overwatch games and news of your Vancouver Titans. Chris, Omni, and Sam bring a wide variety of Vancouver references and other entertaining shenanigans to this podcast. Also, this podcast is G-rated. So I like the fact that I can play this podcast in the background while I take care of my daughter. That's not all. Chris will read your reviews ver Tim. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Could that be my next gamer tag? Purple Monkey Dishwasher? I'm sure it's not taken, is it? I you know, okay. When I saw that come in, I'm like, I think I might title the podcast Purple Monkey Dishwasher. But then I'm like, okay, people would see that. They'd be like, what? And maybe, I don't know. Maybe I will. Who knows? We'll see what happens when I do in post-prod. But Iconum, thank you for that uh, that review. And as you saw, I did read your your review verbatim. And as everyone else may not see, yeah, I did. I read it verbatim. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Also, back to that earlier uh, point from our email from uh, uh, Simon Lee, I super duper love basketball. It's true. And uh, if, if you guys super duper love basketball, teaser alert, we will do some super duper basketballing next week. That's because I'm not here to stop it. <laughs> you, you still are in charge of production. I, okay, like guaranteed you guys are going to record an episode that I then have to make the decision. So it's going to be like a three minutes of high and bye, or do I just leave all the basketball references in the podcast in fact watching the two of you start to plan the episode out already has me concerned we've never worked so hard it should it should but oh my goodness but yeah again for those of you who missed it at the start i won't be here next week because i will be on a cruise ship somewhere in alaska and i'm leaving these two minions in charge and i am worried that i'm going to come back to madness (laughs) <laughs> pretty much you got any we should just you? we should just own this uh own this minion brand and, and then omni you should just live stream yourself playing minion rush <laughs> what is minion Ra- rush it's a rip off of a to- what is it zombie rush tomb rush temple oh. run temple run that's the oh one. my god yeah. minions yeah but yeah anyone anyone joining you too Hmm. Should we leave the spoilers for next time? Sure. Why not? Tune in to find out who's joining Sam and Omni next week. 
It's probably could, LeBron James, maybe. Could know, be Bumper, available. could be LeBron, world's our oyster. <laughs> that is true. You could you could pretty much line up anyone you want, and there's nothing I can do to stop you, encourage you, or persuade you to do otherwise. But any mm-hmm. final words of wisdom for our, our, our thousands and thousands, or millions and millions of listeners? Let's just amp this one up. We have millions and millions of listeners. Uh, Omni, you first. Well, because you're uh, going on a cruise, I just want to let you know that uh, near, far, wherever you are, I believe that the pod does go on. I see what you did there. I I appreciate you not like, you know, dropping your best Celine Dion. I could. I know you could. <laughs> I'm surprised you actually didn't. We'll table that one. Too. I believe that the pod does go on. Oh, I don't think kids will listen to the rest of this pod. <laughs> this is no longer a G-rated uh, podcast. <laughs> oh, Sam, you have anything to say after that? How can I follow up with that? But for you guys listening, learning English, it's I before E, except after C, and a couple other <laughs> times, I think. I want to write that down. Could you repeat that? You know, I before E, I before C, I before E, except after C is wrong. Like the English language is messed up. So it's right sometimes. That's right. (laughs) Depends on which way the wind is blowing. The rules apply until they don't. I can has cheeseburger. (laughs) You can. (laughs) As for me, I will be enjoying a cruise up in Alaska. I'm going to say it like six or seven times before we're actually out here. But uh, I will miss everyone. So please, you know, still tune in, even though your favorite host isn't here the voice that continues to soothe your soul is not here it'll be interesting to see what sam says because i think sam you're gonna you're gonna intro the next uh, pod we'll see it'll just be a series of burps (laughs) (laughs) and armpit farts from me (laughs) that's okay you know what please still leave us five out of five star reviews um Yeah. Uh, if also, actually, we'll uh, we'll we'll uh, burp it verbatim. Yeah. One <laughs> one 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 note is if you don't if you do leave a review and you don't happen to hear it next week, please do not be insulted. I'm the guy who like gets all that stuff, and if I don't have access to internet, then I may not be able to forward that off to to Sam. But I guarantee you, if it's not read next week. It will be read the week after that. Um, if you're having to look for us though online, it's readysetpone.com. All over social, we're at Ready Set Pwn. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us on all three. Uh, if you want to join our Discord, you can do that too. It is a nice, quiet place where we uh, have some good times. I actually quite enjoy the the conversations that we get. And there's always, obviously, the official Titans Discord that you can hang out where I uh, come often. You know, self promote, even though you're not supposed to. But on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Sam at another Sam Cham, myself, Chris at Life Force, I'm going to sign off with this podcast by saying two words. Atrays. We'll be